Today, I'd like to share some words from a prayer of the Bible that has been very comforting to me. I love the book of Jonah because it shows me very clearly that God is determined to save his elect. I love it because it shows me that he pours down his grace upon undeserving sinners. I love it because it shows me that God is faithful to his covenant, even when his people are unfaithful, and tells me about the wonderful gift of discipline, which is a great sign of love. I, in chapter two, we come across a prayer that exemplifies all of this. And, and I chose these two verses to serve a very simple purpose. My aim today is to fight a common lie that Satan often tells believers to discourage them from, from praying. I am sure you have encountered it. It's a lie that God will not answer you because you are undeserving, leading you to believe that there is no point in wasting your time because God is just not going to answer. When the devil throws that light at you, it is astonishing how easy it is for your heart to faint. So I'd like you to, to think about these verses because every line of this prayer is an antidote against that poison. The first thing you and I must consider is the person who is suffering up this prayer. Who is it? It's Jonah. And who is this Jonah? He's a prophet of the Lord, entrusted with the high commission of conveying God's word to human beings. But you also know that he's a rebellious, stubborn prophet, however strange that may, so may sound. He has deliberately refused to obey the Lord and has gone to Tarshish instead of Nineveh because he didn't want to preach where the Lord told him to preach. He's been proud, considering his people to be better than the Assyrians and not wanting the heathen to be saved. He's been, been insensitive, sleeping during the storm while the sailors were praying to their idols. He's been angry at God himself and tried to get away from the presence of the Lord. This prophet has committed a great, great sin and his office only makes things all the worse. This is the man who is praying here. Now, look at where he's praying. He's praying out of the fish's belly. That's quite astonishing. Brethren, Jonah is in a literal stomach of a literal fish. This is not fiction. Our Lord Jesus Christ himself said that this really happened. Jonah is in the fish's belly. It's a dark, wet place. It's stinky and, and disgusting. It's a painful place. 
Jonah is, is covered in digestive juices that are making his skin ache. It's a terrifying place that can be compared with the grave and hell, which is what we find in verse 2, where the prophet says, out of the belly of hell, cried I. It's a miserable place, worse than a prison cell by far. We can even say it's a ridiculous place for a prophet to be. That's where Jonah prayed. Now, let's consider what it was that moved Jonah to offer up this prayer. In verse 2, we read this. I cried by reason of mine affliction. You know what? That, that doesn't sound very sanctified. He's not saying, I, I, I cried because my heart was full of love for God and my neighbor. He's not saying, I cried because I came to see that my sin against God was very grievous and couldn't be angry at him any longer. He's simply saying, I was afflicted and it hurt me, so I cried. And if you read chapter one, you will see that it seems that it took him a good while before he decided to cry to the Lord, actually. He didn't do it when the, when the storm started. He didn't do it when the heathen were praying to the gods. He didn't do it when they cast lots. It seems by the content of this prayer that he prayed while he was in the water, basically drowning. I am guessing there was a good, a good deal of fear here. On top of that, you need to consider that Jonah had brought this affliction upon himself by his foolish behavior. Then the affliction came and he cried to the Lord by reason of it. But I also want you to notice the effect of Jonah's prayer. In verse 2, we read, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the valley of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. Do you realize how amazing this is? Brethren, this was an undeserving man. Offering an, an, an undeserving prayer. But the Lord God Almighty heard him. And that is grace. That is amazing grace. Please also notice that the author of this book was led by the Holy Spirit to write these words in verse 1. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God, the Lord, his God. God did not say, it's all over, Jonah. I am not going to be yours any longer. Instead of that, he bore witness to the fact that he continued to be Jonah's God. What steadfast love. Now, how is this possible? 
only because of Jesus. Jesus was Jonah's shepherd. The same Jesus who said, and I give unto them, that is to my sheep, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Because Jesus would come to shed his blood for Jonah, Jonah's undeserving prayer was heard in heaven. Because Jesus would come to shed his blood for Jonah, Jonah's sin could not separate him from God's love. What grace, brothers and sisters, what grace. And our glorious God left a record of all of this in his word. So that in the bitterness of feeling our weakness and sinfulness, you and I can know that he still answers the undeserving prayers of the undeserving sinners who are united to his glorious deserving son by faith. Do you see this? My brother, my sister, you, you don't need to deserve God's answer. You don't need to come bringing a, a perfect record. And, and I am not saying that we, we shouldn't pay attention to the law. I'm not saying this, but that is not the reason why we are accepted. We don't need to come with, with a perfect record. You don't need to come with, with perfectly pure motives. You don't need to pray from a perfect place. You don't need to have perfect words. You don't need perfect thoughts. You don't need great eloquence. There is only one thing you need, and that is Christ. You need to come clinging to Christ. And when you cry out to God, Clinging to Christ as your only hope with nothing in your hands. He covers your weak, undeserving prayers with his perfect righteousness. And the answer is certain. And that is precisely what you and I need to do today. Let's keep praying. Pray, pray like beggars with nothing to offer. And let's keep praying that the Lord will bring all his churches to pray like this. So that, so that out of the affliction, we have gotten ourselves into but our, by our own sin. We will experience God's perfect deliverance to his glory and his alone. Amen.